Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast. Today is Friday, June 22nd, and I'm your host, Anastasia Glova. A Cato Capitol Hill briefing yesterday presented clips from Michael Moore's new documentary, Sicko, along with footage from competitor films that present a different take on what's plaguing American patients. In today's podcast, a recap of the event with Cato's health policy director, Michael Cannon. You hosted an event on the Hill featuring movie clips from Sicko and a few other movies that challenged the views presented in, uh, in Moore's film. Tell me how it went. Well, Michael Moore's film, Sicko, um, the U.S. healthcare system is going to be released next week. There was a premiere in Washington, D.C. last night. And so we put together this event to show some clips from Sicko, some clips from some alternative films that are more critical of foreign healthcare systems. And we let that serve as a launching pad for a discussion about the relative strengths of the U.S. healthcare system and other. What were some of the films that you uh, featured? Well, there's a group called the Motion Picture Institute that put together a series of short films about healthcare in Canada, healthcare in the U.S. This one film that we showed today was called A Short Course in Brain Surgery. It was about a man in Ontario who couldn't get the MRI that he needed in time and couldn't get the surgery that he needed in time and ended up having to come to the United States for those procedures. I thought that filled an important gap in Michael Moore's movie Sicko because Michael Moore pretends that if we adopted a socialized system like you see in Canada or Britain or France, everyone would get the care that they needed and we wouldn't have people getting denied care by HMOs. Well, in fact, in every system, someone's going to have to decide whether or not you get this surgery or whether or not you get this MRI. And those decisions aren't made by HMOs in those other countries. They're typically made by the government. It's the government that ends up denying care to people. And the film Sicko really wasn't honest about that point. So we showed this film called A Short Course in Brain Surgery to make that point. And then the final series of clips that we showed were from The Barbarian Invasions. This is a French-Canadian film that was released in 2003. And it's not a documentary like the others. It's not primarily about health care. But it has a depiction of the Canadian Medicare system, a hospital in Montreal, that is pretty startling. It's overcrowded, this hospital. It's technologically backward. They forget the names of their patients. And in that film, the main character ends up having to go to the United States for some treatment. What's interesting about that film is that when it was released in 2003, there was no controversy about in Canada or in the United States about its depiction of the Canadian healthcare system. It was pretty much taken for granted that that was an accurate portrayal. In fact, that film even won the 2003 Oscar for Best Foreign Film. So it was embraced by Hollywood as well as foreign critics. And how did your progressive counterpart Ezra Klein like the movie? What does he have to say about Sicko? I think Ezra had some issues with the movie as well. I think that he thought, like me, that it was a little too focused on the shortcomings of the U.S. healthcare system and the positive attributes of foreign systems without showing the reverse, the flip side of both the U.S. and foreign healthcare systems. That said, you know, Ezra supports a single-payer system for the United States and doesn't think that we will end up with worse health than we receive under the system that we've got right now. That might be the case, but I think that's more a commentary on how backward the U.S. healthcare system is right now than arguing for the superiority of socialized medicine or a single-payer system. I think that we can do better than both, but what we need to do is we need to train the market to respond to the needs of individual consumers rather than insurance companies, employers, government, politicians, and so forth. When you pare your ideas down to the basics, both you and Ezra Klein are basically in full agreement that the U.S. healthcare system needs to be reformed. So where do your differences lie? 
Well, like Michael Moore, Ezra thinks that the profit motive is a problem in healthcare. Ezra and Moore both claim that the profit motive encourages insurance companies to deny health care to patients. But if profit is a problem, why don't we see similar crises in auto insurance and health insurance, where insurers also pursue profit? Why is it only health insurance where we have this problem of gatekeepers that are keeping people from getting the claims paid that they want? I don't think the profit motive is a problem. I think that the reason we see those gatekeepers in healthcare and not in other places has to do with the way the government has set up our health insurance market. And the way the government has done that is, well, first, there are basically two ways in health insurance to decide whether you get this treatment covered or not. One of them is to have the insurance company cover everything, and they make a medical necessity determination. They decide, is it medically necessary for you to get this treatment? And they have to decide that because they're paying 100% of the cost. The other approach is coinsurance, where the insurance company pays, say, 80 or 90% of the cost, but you pay a small portion of the cost, 20 10%, something like that. And then you have an incentive to weigh the benefits of that treatment or that surgery, whatever it is, against the portion of the cost that you're going to bear. And that way, the insurance company is much less interested in making medical necessity determinations because the patient is more interested in doing that, in weighing the costs and the benefits and deciding if it really is necessary. But what Michael Moore ignores and what Ezra ignores is that the U.S. government encourages gatekeepers and penalizes coinsurance. It encourages the form of insurance that puts an insurance company bureaucrat in the position of deciding what kind of health care you need and imposes a tax penalty on the kind of health insurance that allows you to make that decision. So I don't think it's the profit motive that it's the problem here. I think government is the problem. You'd say government is the problem. I thought that the whole issue is that health insurance is linked to employers. So if a person loses his job or leaves his job, he also loses his health insurance. Well, the reason for that is government. The federal tax code created this employment-based health insurance system by creating a huge tax break for employer-provided health insurance and a concomitant tax penalty on any other way of paying for health care. So we have a system now in the United States where if you lose your job, you also lose your health insurance, by the way, at the worst possible time. I was at the D.C. premiere of SICKO last night, and afterward, I got to speak to the 9-11 rescue workers that Michael Moore took down to Cuba because they couldn't get health care in the United States. Every one, I spoke with them personally, and every one of those workers had health insurance on September 11th. The problem was it was employer-provided health insurance because that's the system we have. That's the system the government gave us. And when those workers lost their jobs, they lost their health insurance, and that's why they were unable to obtain care in the U.S. Thank you, Michael. And thanks for listening to Cato Daily Podcast. For more information, please visit the website, www.cato.org.